0: I'm ready.
1: Let's do it. Welcome, one and all, to episode 247 of the Mars Attacks podcast. I'm your host, Victor. And today, we have a very special interview with Mr. Gary Shea of Alcatraz. Gary is a bassist who's worked with a lot of big-name guitars over the years. Currently in Alcatraz, he's got Joe Stump, but Alcatraz has historically had Inve Malmsteen, Steve Vai. He's also worked with Vinnie Vincent. <laughs> yeah, I asked him about that as well. So uh, anyway, we talk about the band's new album, Alcatraz 5. Alcatraz V, I don't know. I, I Maybe I should have specified that or asked him, but I didn't. Anyway, so we talked to him about that stuff and a bunch more. It's a really cool interview. It was something that I conducted outside of my usual Signals from Mars Friday night show. Signals from Mars is usually what I do live streaming. And that's on Fridays, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. 11 p.m. in the UK and midnight for those of you in Europe and 8 a.m. in Melbourne, Australia. But anyway, that's the usual time when I do the show. But unfortunately, sometimes I can't. Gary was only available on a Monday, so I talked to him then. Um, For those that don't keep track, I also have a very long interview with Chris Penny. And Ron Scalzo of Return to Earth coming up next. I should have released that today. I just haven't had time. I've been very slammed this week with a lot of different things. As I've said many times in the past, life gets in the way. Uh, we have the Gary Shea interview coming up at roughly the tw- no the 14-minute mark. Excuse me. Uh, we also have Jeremy Weltman returning with the patron's pick. Uh, in a little bit, I do want to remind you guys of a few different things. Before tonight's Signals from Mars, I am doing a Fireside show, which is kind of a pre-show. I'm going to talk about today's new releases. I'm going to talk about some hard rock and metal news as well. Some of the stuff that I'll probably cover on the Victor M. Ruez podcast as well. If you've never heard of that. That's a Patreon exclusive as well. Uh, what else? We also did Trivia Tuesday on Twitch this past Tuesday. Uh, you can find links to that on com, And that specific show is a half hour show, 10 questions. Whoever gets the most points wins. Whoever uh, answers the fastest gets more points as well. So it's really cool uh, show. At least I think I'm still trying to work out the quirks. I've only done two shows so far, but the people that have been involved seem to have fun with it. So We'll see where it goes from that. Maybe it'll stay on Tuesdays. Maybe it'll move to Fridays, and Fridays will be one long event, who knows, on various platforms. But um, we also have the Mars Attacks Radio, which has returned. I recently released an episode. It's on Spotify and on Anchor. It's the only places where I can make it available. The reason that I'm doing the show there is because they allow me to legally include music. So, unfortunately... Uh, it's the only place where I can do it. I wanted to move it over to Apple and not move it there, but you know, s- spread the love and have it on various platforms. But I can only do it on those two at the moment. So, um, also, uh, real quickly here, brought up two things about Patreon, brought up the Victor M. Ruiz podcast. I post a ton of videos there. We create a playlist based on that, uh, which is available on MarsAttacksRadio.com as well. If you look at Playlist at the top of the page. You'll find either a link to that on Spotify or on Apple Music. And um, you also get a album of the week unboxing that will be up later today. Cramming in a lot of stuff for today, as well as when I say cramming, we're going to cram in the names of all the patrons. I want to send a shout out to all of them. Let's see. Twisted Steve Hoker, our Mike Jones, (laughs) not John Bush's Mike Jones. Yarg Metals, Brad Dahl, Talking Metals, Mark Striegel, the Metal Dentist, Gabriel Ruez from the Chris and Amanda Show, Chris Vaglio. We have Jose Ruez, aka Chris, and, Chris, yeah, aka Jose in Connecticut, uh, Jerry from Long Island, Metal Dan, the Metal Chef, Johan, Johan in Sweden. And we also have, to close things out here, Mr. Jeremy Weltman, who has returned with an Extra, extra long patrons pick this time around. I'm recording this show backwards, so I haven't actually heard it yet. I'm waiting for the surprise to see all the good stuff that he's going to talk to us about. Uh, I do want to thank him for doing this segment. It's something that he suggested, and I love it every time that I get to hear it. So, um, yeah. And I thank Jeremy and all of my patrons for always being there for all these different things that I've mentioned. Uh, whether it's the trivia show, whether it's Fireside, they're the first people always there. So hats off to all of them and a huge thank you.
0: Here's Jeremy Welpman with Patron's Pick.
2: Hello, everyone. It's time for another Patron's Pick with me, Jeremy Weltman. Um, where I go through and review all the albums that uh, Victor Ruiz, the metal professor, as I like to call him, has listed on marsattacksradio.com, his website. Um, And last Friday, um, he listed, as usual, um, quite a a broad selection of of albums, uh, lots of styles, um, and many uh, of them, there were 27 new albums, uh, various EPs and live uh, a live album and some compilations. Um, one of them was Whitesnake's Restless Heart. Uh, there were three that he reviewed himself, um, which were by Jerry Cantrell, uh, Mastodon and Lucifer, uh, all worth a listen. Um, and i have been through all the rest and tried to um, listen to them all, <laughs> in fact. And um, there were some that stood out to me The first one that I'd like to mention uh, is by a Swedish guitarist that was a bit unknown to me called Sammy Burrell, Um, Beyond the Veil, the album's called. Um, He's obviously influenced by Ingrid Malmsteen, his uh, compatriot there from Sweden. Um, But unfortunately, it was a little bit ruined by poor production and the mix, uh, which was a shame because there are some good songs on there. um, And if you don't like Malmsteen, the fact that sometimes he um, he overdoes a lot of his songs, then this one was a, a little bit a, bit of an improvement on that. Um, another album that really hit me this week was Joe Bonamassa's new album, Time Clocks. Um, normally I'm not so keen on Joe Bonamassa, uh, and in fact I had a, a very brief um, a Twitter uh, conversation with uh, Mark Striegel of Talking Metal about this, Uh, And he agreed with me um, that he's actually seen him live, like me, once, um, and he's not really been into the albums very much. So I suggested he actually have a listen to this one. Um, And I suggest you do too, because I think he's really um, gone into his psyche with this one. He's gone into his deep soul, and he's come out with some songs that are a bit more meaningful. Uh, And rather than go over the old blues classics, there are um, some blues elements on this, uh, obviously, um, but there are some really good softish songs on there which um, really, really hit the spot. So uh, Joe Bonamassa's Time Clocks would have been patron of patrons' pick this week, um, but I feel that really I need to pick a, a rock or metal album each week, and that one really doesn't quite fit the bill. There were a few others that were okay. Uh, there was an album by uh, Split Heaven. Um, there was the self-titled Half Past Two album. Uh, which was quite fun. Uh, there was an album called uh, Running Wild, uh, the Running Wild album, Blood on Blood. Um, and also the Black Veil Brides album, The Phantom Tomorrow was quite uh, enjoyable too. I've actually seen them once at uh, download. I um, quite enjoyed them live, but I've never really been into the music very much, but but actually found that album that they've just released to be uh, pretty good. Um, Coming then to patrons' pick for this week, uh, it's a bit of a shocker, a bit of a surprise to me also because we'd actually heard one track by the band uh, through Victor's Patreon site uh, where you can also join if you wish. Uh, you only have to pay a couple of dollars a month to, to join that group um, and you get access to all the videos that, that Victor puts up, which is daily. There's usually about uh, two or three he puts up every day. It varies um he also puts up various other stuff on that site. Uh he does some unboxing of albums which are really fun to see one a week uh of his collection. Uh and he also uh does his own podcast for the patrons an exclusive podcast. And also by by providing the $2 of course you're supporting what he does. Uh he does a live um a live podcast every Friday. He's now doing um a preview show a sort of pre-show an hour before that, um, he's also doing a, a trivia quiz uh, night on a Tuesday, uh, which I'm hoping to join at the very next one um, and um, and and enjoy the fun myself. Um, and and he's also tr- he reaches out to a lot of people to try and get interviews on his live podcast. So all that goes to support him. Um, so I really encourage you to come and join us because it's really good fun and um, and it's a very safe uh, and enjoyable zone to be in. Um, Sorry about that. I, I seem to have got sidetracked with all that uh, advertising for Victor. So the the uh, the actual album that I've chosen this week, the patron's pick, is by Molly Baron. I hope I'm actually spelling that or pronouncing it correctly. And it's not Molly Baron, or uh, I think it's Holy Molly, So it'd be Moly Baron. Uh, and the album is called The Mutiny. It's an Irish-French band uh, between an Irish individual who's a singer-guitarist, Gary Kelly, uh, and a Frenchman. They were formed in Paris in 2014, um, and I believe they released their debut album in 2017. But to me, this is a fairly new um, a new thing because I've never heard them before. Uh, and there's plenty of textures and styles on this album. Uh, it's a mix of metal and new wave, and there's even some thrasher elements. Uh, they don't really fit into a category, and that's what makes them really interesting. You want to go back and listen to some more. You want to listen to all the songs because... You're not sure which ones you like and which ones you don't particularly like. Most of them I did like, and one or two really hit me uh, between the ears, and I thought, you know what, this is really good. Um, there were some the, some of the good songs, Amongst the Boys and the Dead Flowers, which is all one song, by the way. Uh, there was the hauntingly beautiful track, The Lighthouse, which I really enjoyed, and also 24 Hours, um, which also features Whitfield Crane of Ugly Kid Joe. Uh, and I also like slave to the algorithm, but um some of the others also uh, were really good. So this week's patron's pick uh, is Molybaron Baron with the mutiny.
1: there is Jeremy's patrons pick. Always fun to hear from Jeremy. He likes to, um, swerve us lately with things that we weren't expecting. Uh, there are quite a few albums that he mentioned that I still haven't checked out fully yet that I really want to check out. So, um, and I was pronouncing it Molly Baron. So he's probably right. It's probably Molly Baron. So there you go. Anyway, I want to thank you guys for listening to this episode Uh, As I always say, I know that there are a million other things you can be doing right now, other shows you can be listening to, other things you can be watching, but you choose to listen to this. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Please like and share this. I realize that not everyone can become a patron. Not everyone wants to become one. one. Not everyone can for economic reasons. So if you can just like or share the episodes, please do so. It goes a long way because it shows publicists and bands and labels that what I do here actually counts. Uh, Thank you guys for listening, and we're going to leave you with this interview with Gary Shea. See you next time, right here on the Mars Attacks podcast. Welcome, everyone, to a special edition, a Monday edition of the Signals from Mars live stream. I am Victor, and we are joined by Mr. Gary Shea from Alcatraz. How are you, sir? Really fine,
3: Victor. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing well myself. Uh, it is a pleasure to speak to you, and I have some questions here for you regarding the new album, the band, and some stuff from your history so ah, okay awesome so kicking things off you've worked with a lot of different guitarists in Alcatraz over the years um, but you've never worked with a different singer in Alcatraz to my knowledge um, right how difficult of a decision was it to move forward without Graham was there any hesitation on your behalf because of that or did you guys have your mind set up right from the start
3: no, there was no uh, no hesitation. Graham just quit out of the blue, doesn't really like heavy metal music and wants to do something else. And, you know, so more power to him. We're not enemies or anything. He left the band. And we called up Doogie. We knew Doogie for a while. And he thought about it for a minute, and he said, I'm in. And off we went. Not a second of hesitation. And we wrote all new songs, and just, we're done recording the albums out. And we're really happy with how it came out. So. Right. No looking back.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Doogie was your fir- first choice?
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, he's done all the same stuff. You know, we're all kind of part of the the, the uh, Deep Purple family tree in a way. He's <laughs> played at Richie Blackmore and Michael Schenker and even Ingbe. Right. And you know, we're all related. So it just naturally, that we play together. Sure. Really simple, you know. And he's a great guy. He's got a great voice and a great guy. And we're just looking forward to... Uh, we're leaving uh, next week for England. We're doing 10 shows in England and two in Scotland. Okay. And it's going to be great. We're going we're to test dry this puppy, see how it goes live.
1: <laughs> cool. It was interesting to me that with the press release that I received with the album, that Graham right off the bat even said that he thought that Doogie was a great guy. Usually you see things like this happen and there's usually trash going back and forth, but... For that type right. of acknowledgement, I thought it was pretty cool.
3: Yeah, I mean they've been friends. Well, they did the the Michael Schenker Fest tours together, right? The two or three of those tours together, and they're they, they're good friends. Same with Doogie, same way, no animosity. And uh, this it's, it's it's senseless to do that, you right. know. Just move on and just keep going and playing music. That's just you know, it's not uh, it's not rocket science. It's music,
1: <laughs> <laughs> right? You're not doing open heart surgery here, so.
3: Yeah, people aren't dying over it. Just, you know, you don't like doing something fine, do it with somebody else or do something. You know, uh, you don't like the kind of music, then you shouldn't be playing. I don't particularly want to play in a polka band. I wouldn't join a polka band for that reason. Right. So, <laughs> you do, you're unhappy. So, may as well be happy and, and, you know, life is short but the music you want to play. And we're doing what we want to do. We're going to play heavy balls to the wall music. If all, all of us always want to do that all our lives, it's nothing we picked up two years ago and thought, "Oh, well, this is a good idea. Let's, let's be heavy. <laughs> they are heavy way back when, you know, we just thought we were the happiest thing in LA a long time ago. <laughs> back in 1983, right, there weren't, weren't many challenges out there for being heavy, you know? So we haven't stopped from that point. We've uh, changed a, a few, uh, going down a few streets here and there in the eighties,
0: mm-hmm.
3: um, physically, but, but, uh, We're we're doing what we want to do. So the the Born Innocent record was the beginning of that. And this record just uh, launched off of that as being heavier. just Straight to the throat, heavy.
0: So we're all happy with that.
1: Absolutely. Um, You've worked with a lot of tremendous guitarists over the years. Obviously, Inve, who you brought up, Steve Vai. Joe is somebody who's been with you guys since the previous album um how does he fit into the mix and how important is it to not only have a guy who obviously is as talented as joe but someone who's as nice as joe behind the scenes to actually fit into the band and make sure that the chemistry is there
3: well he fits in great he's a great guitar player and he's a great guy you know and it's great to have all five guys happy to be in the same car together (laughs) (laughs) that makes a big difference to any band out there no matter what style you play? Sure. You got all got to get in the same car together. If you don't, there's problems, and and the people can hear it. you can hear dissension. People aren't people are traveling different tour buses together. <laughs> Everyone's got their own bus. <laughs> I'll see you at the gig. And I'll never see you again. So we don't have that. We have a band of brothers. You know, kind of coin a, a cheesy phrase, but it's true. And. uh we're just really lucky to have that, and Joe fits in that. Joe is a, again, he's the shred master. He teaches how to play a shred guitar at the Berkeley College of Music in Boston. Right, he's been there for twenty years. He's on the faculty. He's not a student. He's one of the teachers, and uh, he's done a zillion of his own albums and a lot of experience. And he's great fun to play with. So,
1: yeah, I've I've plus- had the pleasure of interviewing him a few times. He's always been great to talk to. So. You know, I can imagine that he fits in well.
3: Yeah, we have a good time. And his yeah. hotel room, his hotel room uh, competes with any deli in town. His room's got all the best salami, <laughs> IPA beer, the best cheese, good bread, the whole deal. His his room. <laughs> <laughs> He's a connoisseur, a connoisseur of food, so we don't go hungry. We don't go thirsty either. That's so a good time.
1: That's a plus, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you just brought up the Born Innocent album, and obviously V just came out a few weeks back. Was there material from Born Innocent left over that ended up on V, or did you write all this stuff from scratch?
3: No, it's all new stuff. Uh, Jimmy went to Boston during the COVID thing. He was still in the COVID thing, and uh, wrote a bunch of songs, and then we shipped them off to uh, to Doogie in Scotland, and he put his voice on it, and we. Put all together, drums and bass and guitars, keyboards, and, and then mixed it, pressed it, and here we are. And we're real happy how it came out, considering that's how it's done, you know, sharing files. And we're not in the same room. Mm-hmm. It's a little harder to do that. There's good points to that and bad points to that, but we made the best of it. And I think we had a pretty good record out of the whole mess, this whole COVID thing. Right. You know, we, didn't get, we, we lost 30, 30 shows last summer just alone we had to cancel because of the COVID thing. So now things seem to be lighting up a little bit and mm-hmm. we have the green lights to go to England. So we're, we're going. So
0: cool. The, about
3: that.
1: You mentioned the album being heavy. It's definitely, you know, if anyone wants an album that is as you, mentioned before in that vein of like a rainbow or a deep purple or things like that. I mean, I think you guys are ticking off all the, all the boxes here. Um, was, was it purposely done to even try to get heavier than born innocent with, uh, with the V album?
3: Well, yeah. And a lot of it's got to do with lyrics too. We don't have, you know, we're not singing about puppies anymore. (laughs) (laughs) You know, got rid of some of that, some of the crazy stuff. Grandma's a penchant for documentaries. <laughs> right. And it's good. Some people like, some people don't like it. We're just playing uh uh just updated all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a different a different vibe and it, it, it fits the music more. It's that's, that's that kind of music, you know. Right. And I can sing, uh, uh you know, cuddly things about polar bears
0: go hell bent for leather on the other side. Right. Kind of
3: fit. So, so we don't have that anymore we have a straight ahead approach to the whole thing it's still, uh, it's still we use and has some great stuff and, um, I think Doogie writes great lyrics so we haven't missed a beat on any of that stuff
1: okay so, uh, did you feel like you had to go out and prove a specific point with the album uh, no we, have, we, we
3: wanted to prove who we are for starters, we're Alcatraz. We're the only band in the world called Alcatraz, you know, <laughs> it's going to stay like that too. And and uh, we have a history, and we're making changes. You know, it's a band that's known for uh, personnel changes and everything. Mm-hmm. So it's no, nothing new to us. And Jimmy and I have been doing that and done other bands in the past together as well. We've done about five bands together besides Alcatraz. So we're right. used to all kinds of upheaval and
0: crazy stuff happening. And uh, uh,
3: it works out well that we've we've had a great turnover of great players.
0: Mm -hmm. It's
3: really uh, educational, and to be able to play with different people is great. Uh, It's not a one one one-trick pony kind of thing. We -hmm. can adapt really well. I think we've proved it over the course of the five albums. And Jim and I are the only two guys on all five albums. Even Graham's not there anymore for the fifth album. Mm
0: -hmm. So.
3: uh, As far as proving anything, no, we just want to go ahead and be Alcatraz. We were planning on doing this no matter what. So we lost somebody, fine. You know, we've got somebody else. And we're continuing on. So so uh,
0: we're here. (laughs) (laughs) Ready to go.
1: Did you feel because Graham wasn't around, you guys were able to do specific things that maybe you didn't do in the past outside of the, the lyric standpoint?
3: Well, yeah, Graham's kind of a hard guy to get along with. So there's that. We have a lot less drama in the band now. We, we've, uh, I mean, ask Michael Schenker, <laughs> Richie Blackmore about that. We're not making it up. Graham can be diff- very difficult and we don't have that now, you know, still like Graham, no bad vibes, but Graham's a, a difficult guy to be with. And, uh, as shown by what he just did, he's I'm going to quit. Oh, fine. could do that.
0: <laughs> right.
3: You know, <laughs> What else can you do to mess it up let's just let's look at something else <laughs> so no more car crashes we're just going straight ahead with guys that want to be together and play heavy rock and, and that's us so we're uh really excited about it we're, we're leaving like i said in, the, in a week for for england and that's gonna be great
1: cool and, and as and as far as touring is concerned, I know I, I interviewed someone last week uh, from Abandoned Sweden, and one of their biggest concerns with touring was the economic side of things. Uh, they mentioned how they really needed to look into things to make sure that they weren't losing more money than they were looking to make. And even he said, look, if we come close to breaking even – because we're out there promoting our music and hopefully selling merch and whatnot, it makes sense for us to go out there. But right. he said, on the flip side, he's been offered tours where they'd either have to buy onto the tour or, you know, they just saw it that they would be losing hundreds of dollars just to go out on a tour, so they preferred not to tour. As a result, right for you guys, it's, does something really, like that? Yeah, go it's ahead. the same thing
3: we're doing. It's really shaky out there. We're not gonna come back with much money, if anything. You know, mm-hmm. it's just been crazy. Like even just take airfare. We couldn't have booked these flights six months ago and saved some money. We had to buy them right. last week. <laughs> you know, make sure that, make sure the lights stayed green before we put money out to buy mm-hmm. tickets you can't get back and all that mess that's going on right now. Mm-hmm. So there was that other last minute production thing Then trying to book everything, everything's more expensive. And and the clubs are hurting. You know, people aren't going out. There's less people at the clubs. There's less t-shirts to be sold, so we're making less money just off, right off the bat. So we're right. just going to go out there and play, and uh, test the waters and, and see what happens. But yeah, it's really tough out there for all the bands, even famous bands, losing money too. It hasn't been good. For, I mean, it hasn't been good for the whole music business. Everyone talks about other job occupations. Like people work in restaurants, but try playing in a band and making a buck. I haven't played any bands in two years, live. You know we can't. You know, so we've had that taken away from us. So we're, we're going to go back and regain that and uh, and bring it back together. So we're going to go forge forge forward and be part right. of that. And if we don't make you know, if we don't make as much money, then we don't make as much money. We've already assigned ourselves, in fact, resigned ourselves. In fact, it's
1: not going to happen. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think the only silver lining, perhaps, with everything that has gone down is that a lot of bands have been able to maybe focus more on creating great music and maybe putting forward their best albums sonically. I, I do really think that when you mentioned that you guys were all over the world and kind of swapping files back and forth, that Surprised me because it does really sound like a cohesive band that was in the studio together, right? You know, like it was done way back when. So I, I do think that, you know, or do you think that with a, if this downtime wasn't in place, would the album have been as strong as it actually is? Uh, I don't know. May have
3: had a few more extra weeks, one way or the other, but we had a lot of lot of emails, some Zoom meetings, and all that kind of stuff. And uh, with today's technology, it's a little easier than than going right. to a studio. It's, it's cheaper, for one thing. And uh, we still had a, a deadline to make, which was rough. We really had to scramble to get all the stuff together and send zillions of files around the planet. You know, like right. 27 mixes of just the drums, you know, looking for track, looking for mix number 26, and it's not there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so that kind of thing. We're complicated with all the uh,
0: the downloading and everything, but um, we just did what we had to do, and that's do it that way. So um, it's been really good that we could focus on
3: that and not uh, be bothered with studio time. Been in studios too, and the clock is running. You know, it's hundred dollars a minute. So you mm-hmm. can sit there and debate about should we do this or not do that. You gotta know before you get to the studio, you're gonna you're gonna do a certain thing, and get in there quick and do it and get out of there, unless
0: you're uh, you know a really big band that can make money. Hang on, a second. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Sorry about that. I know,
1: problem.
3: My uh, my kitchen floor is getting dug up, so they're- about to jackhammer the kitchen. <laughs>
1: <Sorry>. <laughs> okay, um, no, no, no problem. Wouldn't be the first time actually. I've I've had three or four uh, uh, Renovation. home renovations. Done, yeah, <laughs> while doing interviews. So I, I interviewed um Blitz from Overkill years ago, and he was he was fixing his chimney, and it was funny. After the interview was done, he told me that. He he was spackling the chimney while he was doing the uh while we were on the phone. And I hear this like noise while I'm editing the interview. And I'm like, what the really? hell's that noise? All of a sudden I realized it was him with the spatula spreading mortar on the chimney. So
3: <laughs> Yeah, we bought a dishwasher and a guy didn't hook it up right and flooded the floor. Got to throw away no, the old floors go all wet and black, so we're gonna yeah. get rid of that.
1: It's ugly. <laughs> so not fun yeah <laughs> there they go <laughs> I I want to take you back to uh, 1982 real quick here to uh, a band that or a project that you had formed with Jimmy and with uh, Hirsch Gardner um, you had recorded some demos with someone who was going to be renamed Vinny Vincent <laughs> in a short period of time right. after that
3: hang on one sec um, I'm gonna go out in my garage
0: yeah yeah, yeah no problem How's that? Oh, perfect. Better? Yeah. In my garage. garage.
1: <laughs> and, and and this will actually be two straight interviews from people in their garages. So I seem to be on the- here. <laughs> so I I was asking you about um, uh, how you had hooked up with uh, Vinnie Vincent back in 82 to do those warrior demos. Wow.
3: Well, well- We had the group, New England. We were about to do our fourth album and work again with Todd Rundgren. And our guitar player quit the band. And
0: uh, we put the word out. And um, Gene Simmons rang us up and said, there's a guy that they are co-writing with at the time. And he was too short to be in Kiss. We could have him. So
3: Vinny Cassano sent us a... Demo of his stuff from LA and he flew to Boston to audition for us. We liked his stuff and we learned it. And he came to the airport to our studio, we played his stuff for him. And he freaked out. <laughs> he goes, Man, nobody in LA plays like this. So we decided to not continue on with the New England thing and start something again a little heavier. And uh, with Vinny. And we went to Los Angeles and it lasted about a month or so before he got the Green Light to Join Kiss. For real. They changed their mind, said he could mm-hmm. be in the band, become Vinnie Vincent. And you know, it was great for him. <clears throat> Bad for me. I got a place I can't pay for in Boston. I'm living in El Hago. Now what? <laughs> right. And Jimmy, the same thing. So we stayed for about a year
0: <clears throat> and uh, tried other things. And uh, I met Andy Truman, who was Graham Bonnet's neighbor. And Andy had managed Robert Palmer in a Bay City role had been in the original Joker hotel actually as a keyboard player and we decided oh, wow. four of us decided to start a band kind of like rainbow kind of thing and uh,
3: and that was how the band started. We started off at the uh, at the uh, you know, the Hyde House on sunset at the bar on a Sunday at 10 o'clock in the morning, <laughs> walked out there at noontime kind of sloppy and we auditioned the other guys and off it came. And we found Engve, found Jane on drums. And uh
0: that's the connection between New England and Alcatraz, with Vinny Vinson part of it that got <laughs> us to Los Angeles.
1: Wow. Mm. That's interesting. Um have the crazy stories about Vinny surprised you over the oh, years? No.
3: <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> I could tell you even more. He's uh poor Vinny. <laughs>
0: and he's got things that uh, um,
3: he's got he's got issues he's sat him for a long time he's the kind of guy that can't finish anything you know he worked all day on a song and he put it together and goes that, that's it tomorrow morning it's all different scrap it all over do it all over again third day do it again and he just can't make up his mind he's, he just frustrates people and uh, right. he just drives people crazy so it didn't it go so well for him and kiss
0: and they let him go. You know? And uh,
3: now, I don't know, he's, you know, he's, he's, uh, he's had some problems in his life. So I wish him luck. <laughs> and that's Vinny. <laughs> it's funny, we grew up, yeah. we we grew that's up uh, 30 miles from each other in Connecticut, Vinny and I. Never met him until uh, that day he walked in the door in Boston. <laughs> right. All The, the Connecticut yeah. bands when I was in high school, I didn't, I didn't know him then.
0: And uh, we met 15 years later, I guess.
1: Hmm. Okay, yeah, it's interesting how you know one thing kind of leads to another. There, you definitely the uh, <laughs> the the old saying, "One door closes, another yeah, one happens. opens." You know, you guys, yeah. were yeah, in LA, and just transitioned on over to putting Alcatraz together. Yeah,
3: never say never. You know, we were in LA saying, "We're I'm not leaving. We're going to find something." You know, something heavy. And in L.A. at the time, it was, it was before, and it was 1982-ish. So there wasn't anything really seen yet. There wasn't any hair metal scene or bands. You know, Rat was making demos. Molly Crew were making demos. And a lot of those bands weren't even playing live. There wasn't any great selection of bands to join. You know?
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And L.A. was kind of, I lived in L.A. in 1976, and it was all, Hawaiian shirts and laid back music and it's like, get me out of here. <laughs> Went back to the East right. Coast, you know, let's rock. And uh, so there was that going on and we, we hooked up and started Alcatraz. So we were an LA band. Now we're we're some kind of, I don't know what you call us, an international <laughs> band, I guess. Jimmy's in Scotland, our manager's <laughs> in Germany, Jimmy's in Chicago, I'm in Florida.
0: Joe's in Boston. <laughs> so
2: it's uh changed
0: well,
1: a lot right um where should people go to pick up the album to make sure that it gives you the most amount of money i know that people want to direct um fans to their website or uh recently people have started using bandcamp a lot because it gets more money into your pockets right. um what what do you prefer fans do?
3: Uh, I could probably buy it from Silver Lining, the record company. And okay. uh, I mean, all the other, uh, like Amazon's all files, it's not the same thing as buying the buying the record itself. I don't know. That'd be right. probably the best thing. Look around there.
1: Okay.
0: Silver, Silver Lining catalog. And
1: if people. <clears throat> okay. And if people want to keep up with the band to find out about upcoming dates or other things that you guys may be doing, where should they, they go for They should go that? to
3: the Facebook uh, Alcatraz official page and like, like the page okay. and uh, make that thing grow. And uh, all the information that we have is on there, all the tour dates and the videos we're doing and other information about the band's all on there. That's the best place to find out what's going on with us. But again, tell them, everyone, tell their friends to like the page and boost those numbers up. because That's what promoters look at. Like, oh, this guy's only got five friends. Yeah. They must suck. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Absolutely. I I say that all the time. People do not realize yeah. how important that and is. And I see bands yeah. that are like, just started a minute ago and I got a
3: quarter million followers. And it's like, <laughs> you would be kidding me. And it's like, how do you do
0: that? Well, you know? that's, 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 that's,
1: well I'm. I'm I'm, I'm sure a lot of them are, are, are hiring uh <laughs> pe- people in certain parts of the world right, to uh, yeah. yeah to right. boost their followers so yeah. it's unfortunate but it's kind of the nature of the game in right. 2021 they'll
3: let you for the honor of giving them money they'll increase your numbers a little bit here and there they got they got that going yeah. on too it's very expensive so
1: yeah yep <laughs> so uh anyway um you just mentioned videos you guys have released three for the album already any plans to release any other videos
3: um yeah probably just uh down down the road i'm sure there'll be a few more come off the album time um, goes by
1: okay
0: never say never <laughs> awesome
1: <laughs> absolutely uh gary i want to thank you for your time thank today you. i appreciate it very thank much you. And uh, I really enjoy the album. My listeners uh, have been, when I mentioned that you were going to come on, I, I unfortunately dropped the ball last week when I was supposed to interview you. So I apologize for that. Um, I I do uh, thank you for coming back on and it's been great, it great chatting. Great with you.
3: talking to you as well. Um, I'm glad I got a chance to talk and excuse me for having my house dismantled in there. <laughs> They went to lunch and came back. <laughs> I thought we'd make it, but they came back.
1: <laughs> well, no no, no problem good. at all. I'm, I'm glad that you uh, were able to spend Where some are you time located? with us today. I'm actually overseas in Spain. I'm originally from New Jersey, but oh, I'm cool. in Spain right oh, great.
0: now. Great. great. Yeah. Well, great meeting you. And yeah. we'll I'm be sorry. in Spain in the near future. The band That's definitely has a long history of uh, playing in Europe, so. Ooh, hook up cool, great, awesome, sounds great. Well, appreciate everything, yeah. All right, thank you, Gary. Take care, all right, have a
1: good Bye. All right, you too. Bye. Okay, guys, that was my interview with Gary Shea from Alcatraz. Great speaking to him. Um, just a reminder, or to anyone that's actually checking this out for the first time, this live stream. The actual interview will be posted on YouTube and come out in a podcast format next week, next Monday. And uh, for the regularly scheduled Signals from Mars live stream, you can join us on Fridays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, uh, 11 p.m. in the UK, and um, midnight for those of you in Europe like myself, Friday going into Saturday. This Friday, we have Ron Scalzo and Chris Penny from the band Return to Earth, uh, which should be a lot of fun. Ron is a friend from way back when. And uh, it's interesting. We talk about people not knowing each other um, from way back when. Chris Penny grew up in the town next to where I lived in New Jersey. so And it will be my first time speaking to him. Anyway, thank you guys for joining me tonight. I see that, uh, or today... I see Jeremy and Brad in the chat. Thank you guys for joining us. And uh, we will be back on Friday. Uh, you could just go to marsattacksradio.com if you're new to check out all the different uh, platforms. You can check us out like Facebook, Twitter, uh, Twitch, and um, I'm missing one. Anyway, there's 14 platforms where we go out live. and You can check all that great stuff out straight from marsattacksradio.com. You'll find links to all that stuff right under the uh, subscribe um, tab there. I'm fumbling with my words. I apologize. Anyway, thanks guys for watching and uh, we'll be back on Friday. See you.